an illustration of some of the demonstrations involving protesting lorry drivers still going on in the city of Ottawa. They've been protesting against coronavirus restrictions there, including mandatory vaccinations for those driving into the United States. While the protests may generally have abated, they're still far from over. And although dozens have been arrested, the police are still using tactics the protesters call heavy-handed. Well, just before recording this podcast, I spoke to Paul Tadic, who's a journalist in Toronto. Well, we're now in well into our second day of police enforcement, uh, more than 20 hours after police began to clear the streets of central Ottawa in front of Canada's Parliament building. They're trying to secure an area just about the same size as London Square Mile. There are differing reports of the number of demonstrators who are present during the course of the day. Some leave, and even more mysteriously, some are allowed to rejoin. Uh, Journalists on the ground have been commenting on that, about how police lines have enabled some protesters to rejoin. And the main concern is that there are still quite a few children mixed in with the demonstrators. And people listening around the world will be familiar with these protests that have been going on for quite a while. They seem to be becoming more heavy-handed in how they deal with them from what we're hearing. I think that's simply because they've taken the softly, softly approach this far, and it's only been so effective against a core, a hardened group of core protesters who are really refusing to leave under any circumstances. When the enforcement action began more than a day ago, police began by moving from demonstrator to demonstrator, going from lorry to lorry, handing out leaflets advising them that unless they left immediately, they faced imprisonment and substantial fines. That has failed to deter the hardest core group of protesters who are still occupying a a decently sized chunk of central Ottawa. They have been attacked with pepper spray. They have been beaten with batons. Police horses have been driven through the crowd, leading to injuries. And as night falls, it seems that the resolve of these protesters, despite it being bitterly cold and despite there being a significant amount of snowfall, are absolutely determined to stick it out to the bitter end. Canadians have a bit of a running joke that Ottawa is a boring place. I understand some people there would wish it would go back to being a boring place with all this going on. When I was working, I used to dread being sent there because there was nothing to do after about 8pm. I think that version of the city, this sort of good, placid place that is the, uh, the seat of government, I think that's been irrevocably altered. Paul Tadich with me from Toronto. Record numbers of coronavirus infections have been detected in New Zealand. Over 1,900 cases on Friday, the highest daily figure so far. The country's zero-COVID strategy is becoming a thing of the past as it cautiously opens for the first time since the pandemic began. Here's our correspondent, Phil Mercer. Some of the world's toughest disease control measures, including border closures, have insulated New Zealand from the worst of COVID-19. But the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says her country is entering a new phase of the pandemic. The Omicron variant is spreading rapidly and she's urging more people to get a third vaccine dose. Get a booster if you haven't already. While 1.9 million New Zealanders have had their booster, 1.2 million who are due have not. It's very clear that the job is not done. Omicron is here and increasingly entering our homes. Make your booster the first thing you do to protect yourself and vulnerable people you know from getting the virus. 94% of eligible New Zealanders are double jabbed. About two-thirds have had a booster shot. Dr Samantha Marsh, a senior research fellow at the University of Auckland, believes those rates will increase 
as the virus spreads. When Omicron really takes hold of New Zealand in Auckland, we're kind of getting there at the moment, but still the rest of New Zealand, you know, they don't have the case numbers that we have here. New Zealand is very unusual in that we really haven't seen it up close and personal, what huge numbers look like and how devastating that can be. And so I would hope that as that reality hits closer to home, we might see an increase in numbers. Despite a surge in cases, New Zealand plans to begin a cautious and staged reopening of its borders, which have been shut since March 2020, in just over a week's time. Phil Mercer reporting. Context of white supremacy. Gus Tevin again in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Sunday, February 20. 2022 so i have been told our monthly global sunday talk on racism uh, our opportunity once a month uh, to allow individuals who are not in the u.s to chime in share their views racism white supremacy said for really all the way back when the cows first started hey global system very important that victims of racism non-white people recognize all of the folks who are classified as white wherever they happen to be in the known universe they are all a part of the same race team about mistreating abusing non-white people it might look a little different in New Zealand or Canada Europe wherever you happen to be Brazil whatever the case but the main point, mistreating the Negras, that will be consistent throughout the known universe. Quickly, the segment that we started with uh, in Canada, uh, they had the protests in the province of Ottawa, specifically B, right there, Toronto area, uh, where white defiant, that's my term, saying that for two years now, all over the world, now imagine me in Toronto some of the other cows listeners we all get together decide we're going to go and put lawn furniture out middle of Ottawa we're upset about the Rona regulations and it takes them a month before they get around it you know I don't uh, I don't know I don't think we're going to let B and them uh, hang out in the middle of the street anymore we've asked them nicely like are you serious white and that's been repeated all over the world white people out rolling around in the streets and spitting on people and all the rest of it mad not gonna tell me to wear a mask not gonna tell me to wear at the same time when it seems i guess we'll check in and see that the vaccine restrictions and all that are starting to be taken away at least that's what's happening here in the u.s we'll see what it looks like other parts of the world uh let's see our program today uh doing 60 minutes so We'll have to uh, hop right to it. Uh, let's see. I believe we have Andrew with us in the UK. Andrew in the UK. Are you with us, sir? Hey, Gus. Happy to be with you as always. Yep, I'm here. Good to hear from you, sir. Joining us live uh, in England. Uh, I think we also have Adam with us uh, in Sweden. Adam, are you with us as well, sir? Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Hopefully we can have a uh, constructive dialogue. For sure. Always the goal. Uh, now, neither of you are in 
Canada, so certainly not your backyard, as they say. But at least with COVID-19, that has been a problem all over the world. Um, I guess we can start with Andrew, uh, at least in the U.S., all this stuff like I'm in Seattle, Washington. So we've had some of the strictest COVID-19 regulations of anywhere in the U.S. Uh, We have had uh, proof of vaccines since about October uh, to go to a gym, restaurant, bar, coffee shop proof of vaccination required uh, or you have to sit outside or you can't enter that sort of thing mask mandates so they put them in effect they took it away they brought them back Uh, those have been in effect since the beginning of all of this like most employers uh, have required if you work there you've got to be vaccinated so super strict I think all of that is about to disappear in 10 days, March 1, I think. No more indoor mask mandates, no more proof of vaccination. Like, it hasn't looked like this in two years. I think that's supposed to be happening in 10 days, and I think that trend is the same uh, throughout. So what what are the rules and regulations looking like in your part of the world, Andrew? Um, yeah, there's a few things. <laughs> Number one, I've just been told that the Queen has officially contracted COVID. Um, no doubt given to her, uh, probably by her family. I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what the deal is there, but I think uh, I think some of them went to some event or something like that. I don't know the detail, but some of them went to some event and obviously brought it home to their mum. So the Queen's got COVID. You know that's you know that's number one. Be interesting. Well, I'm assuming she's been vaccinated. You know that's number one. Well, it's not number one, but somebody literally just told me about half an hour ago. Uh, but um, the there are no restrict. To my knowledge, there are no restrictions in terms of going out to pubs, clubs, um, uh, restaurants. As far as I understand it, there's no restrictions at all on the underground. I mean, I don't. I, I drive to work. I don't take public transport. But to my knowledge, again. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's any restrictions on public tra- on the underground public transport either, uh, unless it's by choice. So you can wear it by choice. But in terms of government restrictions, there are none. There are no government restrictions. So, um, so that's uh, so regarding COVID. You know, that's that's basically it. You know, I don't quite know. You know, you know. Apparently, more people have uh, taken up the booster jab. Um, but um, and the last time, the last thing I heard on the news, the whole thing about the Omicron variant is that it is reducing. You know, it's reducing. So, um, so I've, I, I, you know, I, I think the, I think the, um, put it this way, people are more concerned with the fact that Boris Johnson, during the height of COVID, had a load of parties at Number Ten and in his house. So while he's busy prosecuting other people for. Um, for 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 having parties and weddings and funerals inviting 31 people instead of 30 people to their grandmother's funeral he's busy having parties at number 10 and in and in his and in his house you know so 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 that's you know people have more been concerned about his hypocrisy you know and the fact that he wouldn't resign he's clinging on he's not even clinging on to his job the truth is the tory party are not running to get rid of him they want him there Right, so that's been the big news, not COVID per se. Wow. See, old Andrew scooped me, but that is correct since that's his part of the world. I too saw that about the same time frame, about 30 minutes before we went live. I checked, uh, I normally check 
BBC News. People who've listened to the cows for a while know I normally will play segments from BBC News and all that. So I checked it, but I tried to do it on the Global Sunday Talk, and that was big headline. Queen has COVID. Like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Oh God, save the Queen. Uh, maybe all those parties they were having, as opposed to locking down. Maybe that's how she contracted it. Hmm. Yep. Hypocrisy. And now we talked about this before uh, on the Global Sunday talk specifically. Andrew was letting us know. You have to pardon my memory. I am a victim. The black fella who got in all that trouble and they ricked him over the coals and he had to step down from his position and everything like, Oh my God, the Christmas party. I can't believe it. And all this drunken debauchery with white people breaking doors and all the rest of it. When they were not even supposed to be in a big group. Now this big hubbub, like they were for real talking like, Hey man, Bojo has got to go. Like we are furious. This is an int like man. Hip Neely Fuller talks about that. Hypocrisy is a huge component of white supremacy, racism and the hit. Cause so many people had to miss Christmas and birthday party and got punished. We talked about that. He had a uh, black female. She got like a huge financial fine for having a birthday party for her little child and all the rest of this, where they got real punitive. Like we, we told you gotta make sacrifices. The Rona. Gotta mix that. And then. Yep. And the Queen is now positive, which maybe, again, is that from all these shindigs you all have been having that you shouldn't have been having and all the rest of it? Uh, is it does it look like uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is going to ride this out like he's not going to have to leave? This will just be what they call it, uh, the tacky. Like they'll say this is a black mark on his record. And he's not going anywhere. If, if he was going to resign, it would have happened. But the truth is that, you know, he's, he, he's the, at the moment, he's the Tory party's best bet for being voted back in. You know, it's as simple as that. If they hadn't, you know, there's no one else in the Tory party that they could count on uh, for votes. What they hope is that they're gonna, he's going to, he's going to, you know, he's going to sort of ride this storm and and be ready for the election, which I think is next year. If I'm if I've got that right, I think it's next year. I might be wrong about that. I think it's next year. But you know that's the plan. That's the plan. Much obliged. Um, wow. That's amazing. We'll have to keep it. So that'll be two elections that we'll have to keep an eye on that are happening outside the States. Uh, Adam told us about the election in Sweden that we'll have to be mindful about as well. But that one's a little bit further, uh, further down the road. Uh, let's see. Uh, did I miss anything before we go to Adam about COVID? That is kind of crazy. He said there's no restrictions like at all in public. No rules. No whatever it is. You can go to the pub get a pint don't have to have a mask or he says voluntarily but like nobody's going to come and scold you and you know boot you out of the establishment because you don't have a mask now going to pester you about the vaccine like wow that is uh right i guess it's like that in some parts of the states too just depends on where you are but that is way it hasn't been that way in seattle in two years Ooh. wacky uh let's see 
Adam in Sweden where also, I mean, hey, talk about wacky now. They had no rules and regulations about their owner per start. It was all kind of, uh, you know, voluntary and we ask you kind of to behave type of a thing, honor system. So, man. Uh, Adam in Sweden, where do things stand now uh, with COVID-19? Uh, all of the uh, restrictions have uh, been removed. I don't know what's going on with the vaccine pass. There hasn't been an update on that, but uh, that's pretty much the situation. All of the re- what restrictions did they have to take down? I didn't even think they had any. What what restrictions did were removed? Yeah, you know, when you're in the store, you have to keep distance, and uh, they used to have signs up, and a certain amount of people can be in the in the building. Uh, depends on how big the building is, and so forth. Wow, that's pretty wacky as well. Like distancing and minimal number of people. Make sure you don't have a super crowded uh, environment, depending on the size of the the building. Like, wow, that's uh... in the library of all places. Mm, mm, mm. I was I was upset. <laughs> Can't have niggers in the library. People, I stood outside and it's like, okay, wait for some white people to walk out. Wow. They probably stayed extra long or read really slow. Like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the cat crawl. <laughs> read extra slow today, Negro. So with that, I guess, is the presidential election? Is that more of an, you know, more of a topic of interest in COVID-19 since that's, you know, who cares? We were never really that big on that to begin with. The thing is, is it has been more about the tension between Russia and Ukraine uh, more than anything. Wow. In your opinion, is that being presented in any sort of racial terms or is this just viewed as a, a spat no. between white people? It's a spat between white people. That's how I'll take it, at least. But, sorry, but, I'm sorry, Andrew. White people, but you know, so apologies to, to butt in, but <laughs> before I forget, um, I, I've just been looking at the energy prices. My energy provider, see what it is. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Boris Johnson, and I'm sure a lot of other European leaders have tried to talk the Russians out of uh, it's all uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's all about energy and oil, but particularly gas and, and, and natural gas and and, and and electricity. But natural gas, our prices, we've just got an. I've just got an email to say that our energy prices have gone up by a third. Right, and I'm wondering if this is directly related to what's going on in that crisis. You see, normally. A white country could go in to somewhere like Kuwait, you know, um, the, the place called America could not, and the, and the so-called allies could go into a place like Kuwait and f- have a fight with Saddam Hussein over oil, but they can't do that with Russia, right? And, and so and so they've got to suck it up. All of our energy prices across the UK have gone up by a third from April, from April, a third. A quarter to a third. Mine have gone up by a by by a third, pretty much. I'm, I've just been looking at it, and that's directly related to what 
to what white people, so I have to say this, can and can't do around planet Earth. It's, an, it's white people fighting white people as opposed to white people fighting people, non-white people that have resources, world resources. There you go. You know, and, and this is this is the, 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 unless someone somebody can explain it differently. The two are directly linked, linked. Our prices going up. It'd be interesting to see if the prices in the States go up. I, I don't know what to what degree the, you know, America uh, depends on uh, um, uh, Russian uh, uh, um, gas, natural gas. I don't know. I think in the states, prices across for everything, uh, as they call inflation, uh, has been soaring historic levels. They've been talking about this for six months or so. They have not attributed it to this conflict, uh, Russia and the Ukraine. Mm. What they've attributed it to is uh, the stimulus that was given. Uh, and the laziness. Now, some of this, they said, is also COVID-19 in terms of labor shortages and supply shortages and so-called bottlenecks uh, in shipping that also is driving up uh, the cost of goods. But it's been lots of different things that they've attributed to. But it's been everything, anything and everything that you can think of. Uh, inflation, huge increase uh, in prices uh, for petrol, fuel, as they say, and everything, everything. Uh, it's been a major uh, point of emphasis and critique of President Biden. Like, what are you going to do about this? Yep. You see, the worrying thing here is if one group of white people cannot get, you know, can't cooperate in terms of natural resources with another group, right? That means the one that means the one group of white people that cannot get the resources have to go elsewhere to a non a less powerful country to obtain those resources. Right, that's the way of things. So it'd be, you see, so now what we have to watch is where is Europe? Because we're talking about Western Europe. Right, these are the, you know, the, you know, you know, this is the spat, you know, with with their Russian brothers, uh, Western Russian brothers as well, by the way, not their Eastern Russian brothers because they don't control Russia. So now what we have to watch for is where is Western Europe going to go and steal resources from? Do you get what I mean? And that that, that that's because that's what they're going to have to do. To lower the prices in, in, in England, in the UK, in France, in Spain, you know, that's 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 what's going to, and that's going to be done quietly, or under false, uh, some other pretense, you know. Hmm. Context of white supremacy. Spats between white people often do end up with non-white people being mistreated or somehow involved uh in all of this uh something to be mindful of uh, i guess with the inflation component uh adam in sweden so is it is it driving up is the same thing happening there in terms of massive inflation adam or andrew was talking about fuel prices specifically an energy bill is i think he said gone up like 33 percent is the same thing happening in sweden i don't know i haven't checked that out I don't know much about the, the gas and stuff like that. So. We will have to see. Now, I'm just looking at the New York Times. Uh, they have soaring energy bills, deepen crisis for Turks, Erdogan, 
Now, this seems to be, you know, massive folks around the world dealing with this. Let's see, do they link this to what's happening in Ukraine? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, not linked. I don't see Ukraine and that whole conflict linked in the report, but this is like a global problem. Uh, and in my view, racist man, racist woman would be most to blame for this. This is when we talk about a global system, like you can go to many different places, like even, hey, we could go to Mars, counter racist expedition, you know, tap Elon Musk next time. We could do that, right? That doesn't mean you are no longer subject to racist man, racist woman, racist child when they are in charge of the resources on the planet or what you're gonna pay for the resources that you need to exist like us moving to a different you know geographic location that doesn't really change the problem unless I'm in air let's see uh, give out the number 720 since this one is not 90 just an hour number is 720-716-7300 the code 564-943 Pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Don't wait till the last minute. Won't be here, but for thirty more minutes. Uh, Bay Air or our young Bay Area scholar. See him hanging out. Much obliged, sir. With all the Rona restrictions easing, now is the time that you can start thinking about Germany. Mm, summertime. That's what I said um, last month. Uh, sorry, Gus. Yes, can sir. I read this? Sorry, do you mind if I read this out to you, please? It's just about exactly what we were just talking about. Let's see. Right? So, I mean, it's specific to it. So it reads very quick. It's not It's not really long. Um, as the crisis between Russia and the West deep, and this is from a website called um, Graf, Gra, Reuters, from the Reuters.com website, okay? So it's not, it's not an unknown website. As the crisis between Russia and the West deepens on the border of Ukraine, Europe and Russia's long, long uh, interdependence on, a, on one another for energy has become a critical bargaining piece on both sides. Gas and oil-rich Russia is linked to Europe energy markets through a series of critical pipelines, the biggest flowing through Ukraine, which have become choke points for both sides in the negotiations to avert the growing crisis. Last year, gas delivered to Europe through Ukraine pipelines fell by 25%, and fears of further disruptions have ramped up with the buildup of Russian troops near the Ukraine border. So, so it's directly this crisis, right? It's directly it's, it's all about power. Um, it's all about gas power, uh, which is power. In you know, so if they choke off those, the, well, if they continue to choke off um, uh, gas our prices are going to continue to rise because those pipes flow straight into Western Europe. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Very interesting to see how all of this uh, develops and how the white people align to take sides, you know, to make them behave. We can't have this sort of, you know, violence and disruption on the planet. We'll have to be very mindful uh, about how all of this uh, 
Yeah, but Dr. Welsing, she used to encourage us, you know, that's why we have part of why we have this program, encouraged us to kind of be mindful of how these events take place worldwide uh, and then end up impacting us when white people have these sort of disputes. Uh, Adam, was there anything more you wanted to add on this since this is something that's been a big deal over in Sweden? No, not really. Uh, I am not paying attention at all, but part of this has come up during the so-called Winter Olympics. Has that been a big to-do uh, for you all? I guess we'll we'll get both. Uh, has the Olympics, has that been Winter Olympics, I should say, has it been a big to-do over there, uh, Andrew? Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I suppose if you live in Sweden, you know, I think the Winter Olympics may be more applicable. Um, Two two things, not really. I mean, it's been, it's 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 received a daily um, uh, um, uh, uh, televising. Um, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I, I love sport. I found it very very interesting. And obviously, you know, my family come from Jamaica, so even though we've been interested watching the Jamaican bobsleigh teams, uh, you, you know, even though we didn't do very well. When I say we, I mean Jamaica didn't do brilliantly. But it's great to see um, them competing. For, you know punching way above their weight so so um but yeah received daily televising i'm not sure about any controversies or anything that happened though i've just been i've just watched the odd little bit you've watched more than i have uh, not saying anything's correct or incorrect about it it's just never been my with this never been my cup of tea <laughs> the if anything i've just been seeing all the hooting and hollering about uh doping Sobriety would be be best, but I haven't even watched the Olympics to see that. I just seen like the in the paper and the news with that. Oh my God! And doping this and doping that. Like, if you can't even have these events without somebody being accused of, you know, who did this and what drugs they took and cheating this and cheating that, well, maybe we should work on sobriety. Then we can get back to competing if we need any of that to begin with. Just saying. Uh, he said maybe in Sweden. Andrew, is is this a bigger deal in Sweden? Winter Olympics or maybe not? Yeah, it's a big deal. It's always on the front page. I, I ignore it. And um, I've seen some article, uh, the title of article of some white man complaining about how Sweden ain't won much and so on and so forth. Tacky. That's kind of, you know, what all this is about in terms of the Olympics uh, being, you know, mostly predominantly white countries bragging about who won more. And that's why you got all this cheating, doing drugs, you know, got to win uh, race or ACE. Uh, and then so you can have folks to sit around and be surly that they didn't win enough or we didn't get enough attention and all the well, why did they, you know, get to continue compete? They should have been banned anyway. They already been doing drugs, lots of those type of allegations uh, with the so-called Olympics. Uh, but I'm not surprised. Big deal on the end. The even... winners. Don't... I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. The, the winners don't even get a real goal, so. They probably cheated to get it anyway. So, you know, um, yeah, it, I, I thought it was even better genius. I'm not paying attention to this brilliant. Like that's what we could do with a lot of the entertainment nonsense. 
we don't have to pay attention. We don't have to be invested in it at all. Uh, when I guess when the regular Olympics comes around, if you have somebody that you're, you know, proud of and you want to cheer them on or whatever, I guess that's great. It only comes around, but I mean, really like we have far greater concerns in the system of white supremacy, racism, anywho. Uh, and then the whole thing is just white supremacy, racism anyway, but uh, let's see uh, the number again, folks have about 20 minutes before we wrap up seven two zero seven one six seven three hundred the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh i did play the the canada uh protest the white people in canada protesting which has been happening all over the world all that started right here in the u.s uh with loads and loads of white people protesting the covid 19 sanctions and you're not going to make us vaccinate and rah, 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 and all the rest of it was that covered were people talking about that in the uk andrew or you know that's too far away uh, uh, no, I did see, I did see something of it. Um, it wasn't widely covered, but I, I did see something of it. I, it didn't really go into detail of it though. Um, but there was something about Canada COVID nineteen protests, but there was, but it's very little detail. Very little detail. Interesting. Interesting. Andrew, Andrew in Sweden, did you, is the protest in Canada, is that a big deal? No, not really. Okay. I haven't seen any articles on it. Do you think if it had been a bunch of black people out in the streets, uh, <laughs> jumping up and down and lawn furniture, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, do you think it would be an issue then? Yes. Andrew in the UK, I guess I didn't ask you. Do you think this would have been a bigger deal? More folks would be talking about this over there if, if it had been black people out jumping up and down. We're not going to vaccinate. You're not going to make us do it. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously 100%. Um, it's, a, it's a strange one. Isn't it? it's, it's again, it's more hypocrisy, isn't it? It's it's just the whole thing. It's just all double standards. It's just the whole thing about you know uh, when white people are out uh, protesting, it's it's a simple protest, a legal protest. You know, the right to protest and all of that kind of stuff. When black people are out doing the same thing, it's a it's a it's a riot. It's, it's you know, it's just the words that white people use in their media. Do you know what I mean? That's why you've got to be careful when you watch it. And, you know, and we've got to train our people really not to take it in you know, or not to believe everything in the Western media without testing it, without testing it. Do you know what I mean? Much obliged. Much obliged. Uh, I will double check. Look, OK, folks that dialed in, I didn't miss any hands. Awesome. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, did I miss any topics that were happening in other parts of the world that were going on this week? I normally have a longer 
list of items to go on, but I wasn't sure if we were going to be broadcasting today. Were there other things that were bigger news, Adam? I guess I'll ask both of y'all. Uh, I got one. Uh, a, a, you know, a white person got uh, shot by a white man in Stockholm. Uh, he only got four years in the prison, but it wasn't for attempted murder. It was for um, aggravated weapon crime, aggravated causing bodily injury, aggravated unlawful threat and assault. Um, the reason he, he, the white man said he shot him on accident, which I thought was uh, interesting. How did he accidentally shoot him? I have no idea. The article is real short too. And uh, there was no big coverage of this. This was very obscure, you can say. Maybe three, four articles on it. Wow. More black people are shot accidentally all over the world. And then they find some sort of justification and can't put. That was Kim Potter, the white woman enforcement officer who shot Dante Wright in Minnesota got sentenced this week to two years and they the uh, judge who I believe is a non-white person encouraged us to forgive this white woman and giving her two years which was way short of what the prosecutor requested for the sentence and they said the same thing it was an accident you know she didn't go out there to kill this nigga it was an accident it's always an accident <sighs> uh, let's see Andrew, anything that we uh, missed? Other other items that were big news uh, globally? Your part of the world? Yep, there's been a few. <laughs> um, so um, I mean, you may have, you may have read this, Gus. Um, so the poli the London pol the London police chief Cressida Dick. That's a, that's a real name, by the way. Cressida Dick resigned. That's not me taking the Mickey. That's a real name. Cressida Dick resigned. Right. Uh, so basically, there's been some, it's come to light um, that uh, the London police force, as we all know, but there's been, there's evidence, I can't remember how it was evidence, but yeah, was, was some sort of evidence came to light. I think it was text messages, wasn't it? So text messages between police, right, of the racist, homophobic nature and sexist nature, right? So these police have been, you know, sending each other texts and this, that and the other. And I don't know how it came to light that they've been sending texts, but it's been, you know, they've been sending texts. And, um, you know, that was, you know, all, all over the news. And, it, and basically, Sadiq Khan, the London mayor, pointed the finger at uh, Cressida Dick and said, you know, you're still not keeping your little minions, your little police in check. And, you know, and, you know, that went on for a few days. She went on, uh, she went on, on, on radio saying she's going to stay in her job. She's not going to resign, da, 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 da. Um, but, uh, you know, Sadiq Khan's office as mayor, he's got the right to basically fire the chief of police. And this, I've got it wrong. He's got a, he, he, so obviously by the end of the day, she had put out a statement saying that she's, she's resigned. <laughs> so, 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 so that job is vacant. If anybody wants that job, that job is now vacant. Right. So that's so that was the big one. I mean, basically what his 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 issue with her was that since she's been in power to his mind, she's done nothing whatsoever to quell the racist um, and sexist 
homo, now these are his words, racist, sexist, homo, I'm quoting, homophobic uh, uh, nature of the current police force. And that whoever comes in next has to deal with it. Um, he probably just didn't like her or maybe he's, he's being honest about it. I don't know. So, so that's one big thing. The other big thing, again, on the theme of hypocrisy. Right. <laughs> so there's a black footballer. And that black footballer's, black footballer's name is, I think, is Zuma. And um, now I'm probably pronouncing his name totally incorrectly, incorrectly. Do forgive me. But anyway, for some reason, I'm not sure why, a f- either he put a film out or somebody put a film out of him kicking his cat, right? Kicking his cat. And the people in England, basically the white people in England, went totally bonkers, went balmy. And um, there's a big hoo-ha about it. You know, he lost sponsorship. You know, they, you know, they, they, it was all over the news. He was fined. I think he was fined. Uh, don't quote me on this. Something like a quarter of a million, either by his club or by somebody else. I can't quite remember. And he, he was asked to answer for it. Put out a statement of apology for 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 kicking his cat or doing something to his cat. And the RSPCA, you know, that's the people in the, the body in the UK that look after animals went and took away his cat, right? <laughs> and, you know, the, the, what's interesting for me, so, so all of that is is what you might expect. But what's interesting for me is that, what, you know, one, thank God, one black footballer said, which is worse, racism or cruelty to animals? <laughs> and uh, no, and that, he was asked that, but he was asked this comment by a news reporter. And uh, no one commented about his answer. Which is quite interesting. So, so, so that was so. So people have been talking about that all week, you know. Uh, you know that's been not so much because of the kicking of the cat, just just the hypocrisy around dealing with racism in football, which is massive, and you know nothing happens. And when you kick a cat, they literally throw the book at you. <laughs> so, so those are the two, if you like, your two of the sort of stories in in the UK. I saw this. I don't keep up with football. I guess I don't keep up too tough with uh, football, uh, the Winter Olympics, many things I don't keep up too tough with. Um, I didn't know this was a victim of racism, who they were doing all this hubbub about kicking. the guy. Gus T is a vegan, proud vegan, right? I've talked about it. I have lots and lots and lots of pictures that I posted of plant-based meals and all the rest of it. Um, Plant-based, no cruelty to animals, not the chickens, not the pigs, not the cows, certainly not the cows. Um, but I've been <laughs> talked about this, encouraged this for a long, years now, right? Okay, that's it. Cats are included in that. I do not endorse kicking, abusing animals. I'm not a pet person either, but I do not endorse abusing animals. All of that's it. Man, they have entire books uh, written the West and the rest of us written by Chin Wizu, African writer victim. He's been a guest on the cows. Uh, he starts off the book talking about how dogs are treated better than black people. Ooh. You kick a cat like, Oh my God, <laughs> you might end up under the jail, like kicked out of the league, deported, like all of the, anywhere in the world. Uh, you try that here in the States or what have you. They get some image of you kicking a cat or abusing dog or whatever. Like, oh, my career suicide, what they call it. Uh, the report they had, this is from February 10. 
the editorial team writes, Antonio, they don't even, <laughs> is what Zuma did to the cat worse than racism? Mm. I won't read the whole thing. They start. Let's see. West Ham United's Michael Antonio has criticized those calling for the sacking of teammate Kurt Zuma after appearing in a video, appearing in a video in who abused a cat asking if the French had done worse than those convicted of racist incidents. Adidas has ended its partnership with Zuma. Sponsors are reconsidering their contracts with West Ham United, the English Premier League football team, and the French defenders. Two cats have moved to the animal shelter. I'm not laughing at the cats. I really am not. I promise you I'm not. No no abuse to cats. Uh, as they continue their repercussions of the offensive video, the video shot by Zuma's brother, Iwan, was quickly released on social, showed the West Ham defender dropping the cat and kicking it to the ground as he was also seen slapping the animal and throwing it with a shoe before chasing it in home. Jamaican striker Antonio said he did not forgive Zuma's actions, but wonder why those convicted of racist incidents were given a second chance to continue their careers after serving a ban while Zuma was losing his future. Mm. I have a question yep. for you, Antonio told Sky Sport. Do you think what he did was worse than racism? I don't forgive anything well, he did. I don't agree with that at all, what he did. But there are people who have been convicted and arrested for racism and then played football. They received an eight-game ban. But now people are asking Zuma to be fired. So he loses his only source of income. I'm just asking this question to everyone. Was what he did worse than those convicted of racist incidents? Mm. And then they go on to evaluate these racist incidents, or not all of them, I'm sure that who has that much time, but they go on to evaluate a few of these racist incidents and what different racists did, how much punishment they got, how big the fine was, etc., to see how that compares. Man, dedication. To ra if white people, if they responded with even half of the zeal, when someone yep. is accused, mistreating a horse, skunk, bunny rabbit, frog, we would have had this problem solved like years ago. Long, the cows maybe would have never been in existence. This problem would have been taken care of. We'd be on to something else you know save the sea turtles make sure nobody is bullying them was there anything else you wanted to get in on this uh pitiful <laughs> illustration sir it's um the, the footballer's name is Kurt Zuma. right apologies if i'm not um i mean it's ridiculous you know what it's no that's the wrong word um it's typical it's sad it's sad that white people consider pets more important than black people um, you, you have to, you have, you have to say that. You have to say that, right? Um, well, you know, what can you, what can you say? What, and the other chap's name, Sean Bailey, by the way. Um, the, the, the chap who was, he, he lost his livelihood when Boris Johnson is being, being allowed to keep his, right? So, um, so, you know, you're talking double standards right the way around. But as you said, it's part and parcel of the global system of, you know, of, of, of sad white racism that we live in. You know, that's, you know, that's the truth of it. And as you said, no one wants uh, people to go around kicking cats. But more importantly, nobody wants anyone. We don't want anyone to go around kicking black people. 
you know, you know, that's I think that's more important. That's typical, typical Negro thought that it's more important that we not kick black people than not kicking cats. Can you believe that? <laughs> that's that's why we can't get this problem solved. Like people thinking like Andrew. Uh, but that is very prevalent uh, in the world. Uh, the other way of thinking. But, yeah, I, I am in total agreement. Like, hey, no one should be kicking cats or any other animals. But, man, can we uh, not mistreat black people? non-white people that would be spectacular you probably even have way more people because if you stop mistreating black people then they hey that's right i know what it is to be mistreated lay off those cats man that's not cool more vegans more vegans uh let's see we have uh like our last few minutes uh in the broadcast was there anything you were going to add on this one uh andrew (laughs) was the was the cat kicking was that a big fury in your part of the world too I'm sorry, yeah, Randy, go, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. My apologies. Adam in Sweden, my apologies. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen any articles on it. I was surprised. Uh, when I seen that um, Kazuma kicking the cat. But, uh, you know, we all make mistakes. You know. He shouldn't be fine that much for it, but should be expected. He's not white. Hmm. We all make mistakes, but they are not all judged equally, uh, especially when the person making the mistake is a dark person. Anywho, uh, let's see. We should be here tomorrow looking forward. He said uh, the name Dickie had to tell us he wasn't making it up. We are reading Philip K. Dix, uh, the man in the high castle in the book club uh, Thursday. We're almost done. Thank goodness. Uh, It's not very long, but we are reading that. I even questioned that this past week. Like, is that his real name? Like, I'm not a a buff. This is my first time reading Philip K. Dix, so I don't, you know, claim to know his whole life history and all the rest of it. Is that his real name? But I just said that casually. Like, is that really Philip K. Dix? That's his name? Hmm. I will do some time investigating that before this coming Thursday, but book club Thursday, we should be here tomorrow as well. Discussing the Duke rape lacrosse kit. Like, man, there were many things that distracted and disrupted me in route to getting here to do the broadcast this morning. One of them, the whole Duke lacrosse case. I don't know if that became a big news item uh, in your part of the world. And it's older now. It happened in like 2006. Uh, But with that case, Having a black female where she made the allegation that she went to dance at the Duke lacrosse party and that she was raped while she was there, sexually abused, uh, assaulted. Uh, I'm in the middle reading the book, preparing for our white guest tomorrow to talk about it like this was such a, a enormous case way back when. And I'm thinking I'm reading a book about these accused white male rapists uh, where it turns out all the charges were dropped and everything. And. <laughs> It ends up no way right smack dab in the middle. Huge, big, dramatic telling about black male rapists. Not one, rapists, plural, black male rapists. (laughs) Are you serious? You can't get away from it at all. Did you all hear about Vincent Simmons? I'll ask that before we get ready to ride. Is that name familiar? Uh, Adam got it right this time. Adam in Sweden. Is that name familiar? Vincent Simmons? No. Not familiar. Let's see. Andrew in the UK, Vincent Simmons. Is that name familiar? No. 
Never heard his name. Never heard. I've just Googled Duke Lacrosse case as you were talking. <laughs> Never heard of this before. Never heard of it. I had I just learned about Mr. Simmons myself. I didn't not an expert on him either or Philip K. Dick. Uh, I just saw his name pop up this I think it was Monday. They have a whole documentary. If you all have some extra time, Shadow of Doubt. Uh, it came out in like the late or mid late 90s uh, is when it was produced. Mr. Simmons spent an additional around 25 years in greater confinement for raping two white teens. Uh, and then he was released from prison this week where they admitted that he did not get a quote unquote fair trial. Um, <laughs> and they, his accusers admitted that they told the police when all of this happened almost 50 years ago, they told the police all niggers look alike. I said, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so who did this? And 44 years later, he's maintained his innocence the whole time. And they didn't even come up with any new evidence. Like they didn't go out and find somebody who was a witness and bombshell and DNA. None of that. All of the evidence that they used to get him out was evidence that they've had for the entire 45 years. Uh, it just finally took one white judge to say, Hey, yeah, they didn't do the right thing. I guess saying all niggers look alike and <laughs> I guess that doesn't exactly constitute a just conviction. Uh, and they emphasize, we're going to let you out, but you may be a racist. Like they said that about 50 times in the report that maybe he did it. Maybe he didn't. But he didn't get a fair trial. Mm. <laughs> and over and over and <laughs> We got it. We got it. Might be a 70 years old. We got it. We got it. We got it. Yes. Got it. Might be a rapist. Yes. Woo. Vincent Simmons, black male rapist of the day. I'm sure there will be a new one tomorrow. Anywho, uh, let's see. Looks like folks are satisfied. I didn't see any hands. Uh, told folks we were doing our, our 60. Did we miss anything? Everybody, Adam, Andrew, folks satisfied. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's just something about the NHS. Uh, the, the, you know, just regarding COVID, I just forgot to get it in. Um, they, that they were insisting people got a jab, and obviously people were just. I knew it wasn't going to work, and in the end, the NHS just climbed down, did a U-turn. Um, that's the National Health uh, Service, by the way, for those that don't know, in the UK. And they did a U-turn, a U-turn, and now not, they're not exist, they're not insisting that all employees get a jab. So that's a complete U-turn, complete turnaround. They are no longer insisting that anyone gets the COVID jab. That's all I was going to say. I mean, that's relevant because obviously a lot of black people work. Do you know what I mean? So definitely relevant. That is, like I said, that's it. Just seems so wild. That's the every step of this has just seemed so wild to me to go from they were just insisting like it wasn't that long ago it was just weeks ago it was you are going to lose your job about all of this and insisting it is the law you got and now we are days away from eh, never mind <laughs> like 
I'm not a medical professional or a doctor, but I mean, what? when they look back on all of this like 20 years from now, I don't know if I'll still be here or not. Hopefully we'll have solved this problem, but I mean, wow. Hopefully we'll have figured out, we'll know a lot more details about all this by then, but I mean, <sighs> mm, mm, mm. my head hurts. It's been, it has been uh, confusion. I guess if that I'm groping for a word, confusion through and through every step of the way worldwide. Uh, did we miss anything, Adam? Anything else you wanted to get in, Adam, in uh, Sweden? No, not really. Right on, right on. Uh, much obliged for y'all sharing a bit of your Sunday evening with us. Hope it was worthy of your time and energy uh, as well for folks listening in. Uh, again, we should be here tomorrow. Back to our normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, William Cohen is the white man. He wrote the book The Price of Silence uh, about the Duke lacrosse rape scandal and crystal mangum uh, there's only one person who died connected to those entire events do people know the name of the one person who died connected to those entire events trivia question for tomorrow <clears throat> with that sobriety would be best if we learned anything Prime Minister Boris Johnson and all those rowdy parties might have infected the queen sobriety not necessarily time to go out and cut a rug be safe uh in addition to being sober uh if we're going to be out and about <clears throat> especially if you're in the states wild wild west out here uh if someone is being loud and hostile do not have any sort of verbal confrontation you should be thinking this could be chris kyle they may be armed they may have an entire armed entourage if you didn't leave your residence, prepare to kill and or die. Exit. If you're in a vehicle, you're sober, buckled, not on your cell phone. Uh, with that said, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places each and every time we are in contact with another black person it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately cow signing out thanks all for tuning in nigga you so brainwashed i'm a victim brother no you're a victim I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs>